Hello and welcome to And Let's Be Heard for Tuesday, December 13th, 2022. I'm Mike Kachopoli. <clears throat> Hello, happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday night, everybody. Is it a happy Tuesday, though? It's not a happy Tuesday <clears throat> for several people. We know several people for sure. It's not a happy Tuesday. Um, let's see. Who who can we... <laughs> who can we uh, say it's not a happy Tuesday for? Well, it's certainly not a happy Tuesday for Sam Bankman Fried, Freed, um, who is uh, who's been arrested. You know, when I first saw the story, this guy was arrested. This crazy-looking thirty-year-old with that nutty, curly hair he has. You know, who would give this guy anything? Would you give this guy even one cent if you looked at this guy? Bankman fried. And uh, would you give him any any money at all? I mean, the guy was obviously coked up half the time. If you look at his interviews on television, his leg is constantly bouncing up and down. He's nervous. He's jittery. Hey, man, give me your money. Give me your money. I'll make you a lot of money on, on crypto. Are you kidding me? Who would give this guy a penny? Anyway, people gave him a lot of pennies, billions of dollars. And uh, it all went poof. It all went away. The guy's uh, complaining because he had $20 billion in his bank account last week, and now he's got 100000 I don't know. So anyway, <clears throat> he's also the number two donor to Democrats, right? He gave, like, we mentioned this, like $40 million to Democrats in this last election cycle. Um, which, of course, they did better than most people thought. Without that $40 million, who knows? Maybe they wouldn't have done better than most people thought they were going to do. But they did better, and this $40 million certainly didn't hurt them. So we find out that he lost all this money, and he claimed it was just because he was a dope. He was a dope, didn't know what he was doing, didn't make the right decisions, didn't hire the right people. And eh, what can you do? What can you do? Money's gone. Well, it didn't sit right with a lot of people, namely the people who lost all this money. I mean, the people who lost millions and millions of dollars with this schmuck. And uh, he went to the Bahamas. He went to the Bahamas to hang out um, because people who are, you know, who have nothing to hide always go to the Bahamas. And, um, and they arrested him there. Now, first on first look, you're like, oh, good. He got what's coming to him, Right. The, the guy's got, he finally got what's coming to him. If were you and I would have been arrested day one, they wouldn't have let him spend a month vacationing in the Bahamas with his $100,000 he had left in his bank account. So on first glance, to the naked eye, to the uh, amateur, it seemed like it was a good thing, right? But not really. Because he was one day away, one day away from testifying in front of Congress. And the Republicans were going to grill him. As Lee Zeldin said, six days, six, six, six ways to Sunday. They were going to really grill him and get some real answers. And who knows, maybe he would uh, reveal some things about those Democrats he gave the money to. Who knows what would have happened? Who knows what names he would have named? Where his testimony would have gone? How many people would have been embarrassed? Not just Democrats, but people high up in government, in the SEC, let's say. So 
all this time passes and they don't arrest him. And then they arrest him the day, the day, the day before he's set to testify. Now, why not wait one more day? If you wait all these all these weeks, you know where he is, right? He's in the Bahamas, not going anywhere. Didn't look like he was expecting to even get arrested. So why not wait another 24 hours and then slip, slap the cuffs on him? Why not get that testimony first? Why not get his hours and hours of testimony on the record in front of Congress before you arrest him? Now we will never get his testimony. He'll never be able to name names or embarrass people. How how convenient that they arrested him the day before he was going to testify. So, of course, this is incredibly fishy. It's incredibly fishy. If they arrested him six weeks ago, I'd say, okay. But they waited this long. They knew exactly where he was. And yet they, they, they take him into custody, basically muzzling him, right? A day before, he's possibly going to embarrass a lot of people because the guy was also he he liked to talk he wasn't shy this guy right he liked to talk he wasn't shy so people are wondering now what is it that people have to hide what is it that the sec has to hide the highest people in government the democrats have to hide because they took all that money that this guy was arrested that some people put the pressure to arrest this guy the day before he was set to testify. This is like a um, this is like the political version of a mafia hit, right? You know the mafia when they hit people right before they're going to testify? They get to them right before they're going to testify. So they can't blabber. They can't name names. They can't embarrass people. They can't out people. They can't harm other people. So they, they, they get them before they can be stool pigeons, right? This is the same thing. This is the government version of that, except, you know, the government obviously the government supposedly doesn't kill people. It just arrests them before they're going to testify to shut them up. The mafia shuts you up in a different way. But then again, if you think about it, it's the same thing as the mafia. Like I said, it shut him up the day before he was going to testify. Who knows? He might even get Epstein, right? He might even get he might even get Epstein, so he can never talk. So it is incredibly, incredibly fishy. I'm not an economic expert. I don't understand crypto. I have a few dollars in because I did that thing you do when you like, uh, what do you call it? Low risk. You know, I put like a hundred, a couple of hundred dollars into like these stocks, these crypto things that were like 0.002 cents. So I've got like 30 million shares of these cryptos that are never, probably never going to go anywhere. But if they do, I can make a lot of quick money off of a very low investment. That's not going to hurt me if, if it goes, you know, belly up, it has gone belly up, right? I think I might have put two or three hundred dollars in total, and I got like seventy bucks now. So, but that's all I know. All I know is, all right, I'll put a few bucks into something that's, you know, a, a tenth of a cent, and who knows, one day, ten, fifteen years from now, it can explode, and I'll make a lot of money. I mean, that's what people did, right? Who first got in on this on the ground level, right? So. But other than that, I don't know anything about this. I don't. I, when people say it does, it's not real. I don't know what they mean. It's not real, so it's not backed, right? Like the FDIC. So, so that makes it easier for someone like Bankman Fried, although Madoff did that, right? Bankman Fried to do this, right? You lose all your money. Oh well, the government doesn't back it. You're out of luck, right? But I just see it more like as a gamble. I mean, it's a gamble, right? 
and you invest with something like crypto.com you try to be you try to invest in something that's as, you feel as stable as legit as possible i don't know anything about this ftx i know nothing about ftx i don't know i don't know anything about it all i know is a lot of people invested a lot of money in this dick who obviously if you spend 5 sec i guess they never met him that's very possible right he owned the company i'm guessing they never met him but if i saw this guy for 2 seconds I wouldn't give him a, a red cent. So my, I'm guessing is they never saw him. Maybe until recently, into all this stuff. Who knows? But he gave many interviews before things went belly up. So I, I don't get it. I don't get it. I guess people think they're like these, even though he looks the way he looks and talks and acts the way he acts, like he's on coke, they feel oh, he's a wunderkind and he's going to make billions of dollars for people in a very short period of time. In a way, those people gave him that money. They're shit out of luck. Should I feel bad for them? They're trying to make quick money, right? So I don't know. You know, I, I think you have to be a lot more careful with who you invest with. And maybe if you're going to invest $200 like me, you don't need to see the person. You don't need to know who's taking that money. But if you're investing millions of dollars, I, I want to meet with the fucking guy I'm giving that money to. I want to have dinner with the guy. I want him to take me out to dinner. I want to spend hours talking to him or her, or whoever, before I give them five, six million dollars of my money, period. And, and I can't see anybody. Based on what I saw in like interviews of this guy, like 10 minute interviews, I can't imagine anybody spending a, a dinner with this guy and, and giving him any money whatsoever. Maybe I'm a better judge of character, but I don't think you gotta be a, a great judge of character to see the schlep, the schlemiel, and think, oh yeah, here's, here's, here's my check for five million. Incredible. Sometimes people just really amaze me. They really do. So the guy was arrested and probably just arrested to be muzzled because they know he was going to give out secrets and name names, just like the mafia knows people are going to name names and they whack them before they were able to get there. Remember, remember the um, uh, Scarface, right, when they want him to kill that guy who's going to testify in the U.N., and as he's going to the UN and he's the guy brings his family into the car and, uh, and, and Tony doesn't want to kill him because he doesn't want to kill the kids. And Tony ends up killing the hitman that's with him and that gets him in a whole world of shit. And Tony, you know what happens at the end of Scarface, right? So it's that kind of thing, right? They want to whack the guy just before he's going to talk. I've always said that the government's very much like the mafia, you know, but there's the government's like the mafia but without the loyalty. Okay, and without the good food. Anyways, a lot more to get to, but Tony seems to be sitting there waiting to talk. So, Tony, what's going on? What's happening? Hey, Mike, how you doing? It's been pretty good. Pretty good. I've been dealing with a lot, so I got. I don't know if anybody really knows this, but I, I've been trying to get out of an eight-year situation. Uh, my wife passed away two years ago. She had a terminal disease, so I had to take care of her for six years. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that, Tony. That's all right. It's what I've been dealing with. So I'm trying to get – I have a situation with the landlord too because his actions end up causing her to die early from a, from him stuffing my bathtub with raw sewage and never cleaning it and a whole bunch of other problems. So I'm, I'm in the middle of a move trying to get out of here. But I wanted to pop on so I could help explain this whole FTX X collapse thing. Yeah, I appreciate it because I, I once again I, I know the, the basic principles of it, but not not too much more. So maybe you can enlighten I just, me. I posted a good uh, article that was written uh, from Columbia Law School in in the chat. If, oh, if I you, got it. Okay, thanks. 
It's in the chat right um, now. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So basically, Bakeman Freed put $300 into Sequoia Capital, which Sequoia invested $210 million into FTX. Okay. Well, Alameda Research, also run by SBA, you know, Bankman Freed, was a crypto hedge fund based in Hong Kong that was trading billions of dollars of Bitcoin between the U.S. and Japan from FTX accounts and lever- leveraging the exchange with negative tokens as collateral. So they were basically pulling the money out, gambling with it, and just it was it's basically an IOU. That was FTX. Okay, it doesn't sound it doesn't sound like anything that's very stable. No, it's not at all because there was there was no oversight. It wasn't like like you basically it, like crypto isn't even considered an asset because it it there there's no there's really no regulations behind it. They just started putting regul they're starting to do regulations now. This is what that article is about. Um, but. It's it's kind of it's kind of unusual because FTX had no oversight. Uh, even uh, John J. Ray, the 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 new CEO that came in, uh, after three days, he stated, "Never in my career have I seen such complete failure failure of corporate controls and such a complete absence of trustworthy financial information as occurred here." Right. From compromised systems integrity and faulty reg- regulatory oversight abroad, the concentration of control in the hands of a very small group of inexperienced, unsophisticated, and potentially compromised individuals, this situation is unprecedented. Because FTX, Sequoia Capital, and Alameda Research, they were not only they were not only all in cahoots, but they all act as they all acted as key promoters for each other. That's that's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah it, it truly is. So it, it's so basically, but his his excuse before they arrested him was that he was just like uh, incompetent, right? He was saying I was incompetent. I needed I did a lot of things the wrong way, but there was nothing nefarious about it, nothing illegal about it. I was just uh, I was just incompetent, right? That was his excuse, basically. That's how he lost billions of dollars through incompetence. Yeah, he was basically playing dumb. But I don't think, honestly, there's. I'm looking for the connection, but there is a connection between the Democratic Party and all these things getting set up. Because the main factor of all of of all this movement of money, yeah, was. Uh, hold one second. The main, the main factor of moving all this money was basically running – oh, stop. Uh, basically running a, uh, a racket for, <laughs> for like campaign – you know, basically making campaign money out of the money that was getting sent to Ukraine. I see. So, yeah. so basically now uh, – just give me one second. I'm just pulling up the article. There we go. So now it's looking like a planned Democratic Party campaign laundering scheme. Yeah. You know, right. um, 
and in order to do a uh, a scheme with with that amount of like billions of dollars going through it, you would need someone running it that's not going to have any oversight over it. <laughs> like it, it, it's basically made by design. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yes, I see what you're saying. Like right. premeditated. Right. So, well, but now they're saying. Now I understand. They're saying a lot of these contributions you may have given to Democrats were illegal campaign yeah, contributions. So, yeah, so, now, so now that would correlate with the hundreds of billions of dollars that the Dems have quickly passed through Congress month after month. Mm-hmm. The billions of Ukraine aid that's unaccounted for, that's gone missing, and the Dems shutting down any possible audit. As the party has openly stated, an audit on Ukraine funds is Russian propaganda. Right. Right. And now adding to the SPF sudden arrest before being questioning by a congressional committee, it's a very high possibility FTX startup was premeditated by design and purposely done this way. As it means that the party who stated in court, we are a private corporation with no obligation to follow our rules, making the Dem party a prime suspect in being deeply involved in the collaboration and creation of a racket. Yeah, see, you would, you would think. You would think common sense would say or uncommon sense would say that the, the whoever was going to the SEC is the one who arrested him. Right. It wasn't the feds. It was the Security Exchange Commission. Right. Yeah. He was in the Bahamas. Right. So. So the, right, the SEC had him arrested. They're the ones that fought. But what I'm saying is you would think that they would coordinate it with Congress, you know, to to arrest him the day after he spoke instead of the day before he spoke. Right. You would think those things would happen. They would know he's about to. They would, if, if they were legit, they would know he's about to testify. So they would say, OK, we know he's been out there for weeks. We know where he is. He's not going to he's not expecting us to arrest him anyway. He's not going to run anywhere. We got our eye on him. Let him let him do the let him do the testifying and then we'll get him. So this was obviously to muzzle him. I mean, come on. It was obviously to shut him up. Yeah, they waited. All, he had he had all. Did you see all the interviews he did? Yes, yes, yes. And, yeah, he was and, a blabbermouth. And any lawyer would be like, shut the hell up, because this is a big freaking case. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, right. that, that, uh, an attorney would never tell his client to go on interviews. <laughs> Dealing no. with such a, with such a you know, l- like legal juggernaut of what this case is going to be. Right, right. Of course. There's no doubt about it. I mean, I, I think, I don't, this guy's either, you know, he's, could be just nuts, right? And he's just you know, he's just like a total sociopath, like so many of them. And he just felt, well, I, I'm untouchable. Nothing's going to happen to me, you know. And that's therefore he's just going to go on and talk and maybe try to talk his way out of it. But it, it, or maybe he felt he had enough. That just shows how unsmart he is. <laughs> like yeah, I, I don't. I, I mean, in any case, even in much smaller cases, you wouldn't go around. But if if there's any chance at all that you're going to be arrested. It's going to be a criminal case. You don't go around talking about it. You're right. Even the even a fucking legal aid would tell you not to do that. I mean, yes. I, I don't get it. I, I, it's it's very very suspicious, especially especially with the fact that this that they pull him out and they arrest him just before he's about to talk. I mean, like I said, this is obviously uh, maybe they haven't watched enough mafia movies or they watched too many mafia movies, but this is obviously what the mafia does. They get, the to, they, they get to you before you can talk, right? They get yeah. to you. Yeah. You know, they get to you before they – so it's right out of the mafia playbook. Um, uh, and it's insane. It, it truly is. It truly is. And once again, it has to reflect 
the Demo- there had to be those there had to be people in the Congress who knew what this guy was all about, and they took his money anyway, right? I I I'm I'm more hedging towards they planned and purposely set it up this way so that they could do this. Especially with how much money they were pushing through Congress with, with the Ukraine aid before the midterms. Right. It was right. almost right. like twice a month. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. You know, it's it's um but it's also brazen. I mean it's brazen to do something like this, right? Because it's quite obvious you put two and two together, you know why they did it. So the next question is what are they hiding? Right? What exactly were they afraid he was gonna say that he hadn't already said? You know. But like Lee Zeldin said, they were really going to dig deep. They were really going to grill him. And so you put that together with a guy who just talks and talks and talks and talks and talks. And it's very dangerous for those people who don't want uh, don't don't want to be maybe don't want to be named or implicated. You know, I mean, this guy was if, believe me, if this guy, this guy would never make it into the mafia. But if this guy was in the mafia, he'd be six feet under right now, you know. That about it. Talk too much. My family's ex-mob. I know all about it. I know how they work. Ex, my ex, my ex. cousins used to own the bar where the whole Donnie Brasco thing happened. So yeah. I heard stories about the line they had in the basement and everything that got that got let loose in Central Park. The line in the basement wasn't that wasn't that the, the gang that couldn't shoot straight? Yeah, that no, was the gang. no, that was at the, uh, it, it was uh, the bar where Donnie Brasco had. They got a they got like a baby lion. And they put it in the basement, right. and eventually it got big. And uh, my cousin's wife was getting—they're they, my first cousins are like twenty years older than me because my dad's like one of six. You know how Italian families are, so yeah, yeah. he's the youngest. Right. But uh, yeah, they grew up in the seventies, and I grew up in the nineties. So mm-hmm. yeah, uh, <laughs> like me, like me. <laughs> so yeah, they they ended up they they. The the wife said you got to get rid of this thing because it's yeah I can't I can't go in the basement to get stuff for the for the to do the bar upstairs so they put it in a box truck and didn't tell the guy it was back there so he was driving through New York you there's it's it's in the I, I know the articles in uh, the Times or whatever but he didn't know what was going on in the back and he heard all this noise and when he opened it up there was a freaking lion so he just left it open and left the truck there <laughs> and he like attacked two people at central park you know New that's York's a great crazy. that's a, that's a great way to get people to 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 talk right bring them down, bring them down to the basement and show them the lion yeah i'm, I'm sure they did so <laughs> <laughs> you know but no this 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 ftx thing this is you know now now i wasn't really that interested until this happened and then you realize you go uh oh now here we go again with these fucking with the democrats and congress and not wanting this guy to talk and you know and and uh and, and knowing he might talk more about those contributions he just made which is one yeah, of the reasons why the republicans and- wanted to grill him you know yeah, and I don't. There's no way he just made those on his own. Those those are some major transactions, and for a political donation, that's like very sketchy. <laughs> yeah, so, right. It is. It's incredibly sketchy. And, and if it's going into their super PACs, they don't even have to use that. Usually, they save that to a side when they retire or they get out. Yeah. Well, you know, someone just, just posted, back someone just posted something hilarious on Twitter saying, "Oh, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it." Uh, don't worry about it, kid. Just like Epstein, they have cameras everywhere. There are cameras everywhere in prison. Don't worry about it. Nothing's going to happen to you. Gonna- I, I honestly <laughs> think you got to remember when they remember when they raided Epstein and they took all the uh, vi- the the bribery videos and the black book with all the names in it. Yeah. 
Because yeah. he had he had people from all all different countries coming to that island. Yeah, of course. I think that's the way they're controlling the EU, NATO, and the and everyone else to to keep pushing arms into Ukraine. Yeah, yeah. But I think because there was a German chancellor who was saying that, like, uh, he said he he said on uh, on the German news channel that if you don't agree with the if you if like if you don't agree completely with the the U.S. doctrine, they'll start putting stuff on the table and threatening. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. like <laughs> he stated that it's absolutely so. The, it was the uh, the chancellor that was that that was that that's in the EU for Germany or whatever. I, I forgot yeah. it. Then. No, but, it's true. You know. Yeah, it's it, it's insane, and I wouldn't and. And also with the Epstein thing, uh, the the lady who was doing stuff, she's kind of like in jail, but not like Maxwell. Yeah, yeah. She, yeah, she's in like country club jail. Yeah. So like they're they, like they're probably they're probably working with her to get all the information they can, so they could use it for their political advantage. Yeah, I'm I'm sure. Uh, That's why they probably knocked out Epstein. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, Epstein got knocked out. There are a lot of ways they can knock you out. There's not, There's also, you're talking about mafia, and Marco, I'll get to you in a minute, but you talk about the mafia. Do you remember, um, uh, the, the, no, I'm losing, I'm losing my, the old guy that was just killed in prison, uh, 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 mafia, the, the Boston mafia guy. I'm, oh. I'm, blanking, I'm blanking, I'm blanking. I'm blanking too. I know, I know the face. <laughs> well, that's, uh, uh, oh, crap. Anyway. They they put him in prison, and they remember they changed the prison. Remember, he's like eighty three years old, eighty four years old, and they happened to they just said, "Oh, we're going to change what prison you're in." So they moved him to a, a different prison, and like the day after they moved him to a different prison, he was killed in prison. You yeah. know, so it's like it's a uh, it, it's basically they they know how to get you if they want to. Why do you think Assange and uh, Snow just are so scared to come back to America? Of course, no, yeah. I, I I wouldn't come back. Would you come back? No, place. and if and on if you're getting charged on like treason and conspiracy and all that other stuff, you can't put up a a good faith or a good good faith argument. Yeah, what, what, Whitey Bulger, sorry, Whitey Bulger, right? Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. So, so Whitey Bulger is like eighty something years old. He's been in one prison for the last how many decades? And they say, oh, we're going to move you. There's no, there was no, and there's actually no reason why they moved him. The story was not talked about because it was Whitey Bulger and people didn't care that he was killed in prison. But all of a sudden they're going to move him. They move him. And the day after they move him, uh, some other prisoners happen to get into his cell and kill him. How does that happen? How do yeah, some other prisoners that. happen to get into the cell unless they're let inside the cell to kill the guy? And so, there's and, and somehow the video of because there's 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 security cameras everywhere in the prison. And somehow that that disappears, too. So uh, once again, uh, we haven't talked about this in a few weeks. Where, where are the security cameras at uh, at Nancy Pelosi's place? Where are those? Where, where's the video footage of that? We still have a month and a half later. We still have not gotten video footage of this guy breaking in. I don't. I don't understand it. Where, where's the video? And footage? multiple different police reports of them saying different things. So oh, please, that whole thing was. Uh, and, and just a coincidence of it happening two day, well, eleven days before the election. Eleven and, days before the election, and coincidentally, also happening. After the whole insider trading thing of the ninety-seven people that in the house that were doing questionable trades, of course, 
So, the, and they were planning on questioning them. So, yeah, it, total bullshit. It, it total just bullshit. only happened. Yeah, total bullshit. Of Assange, course. Assange blew up the whole. He gave out everything that the the DNC was doing to rig the election against Bernie. Mm -hmm. They went after. Look what they did to him. And uh, Edward Snowden came out with the whole the whole thing of Obama was doing with the NSA and 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 trying to get everyone's information and illegally and having you know basically trying to see basically see everything that anyone american citizen can can say do or anything digital on their phone exactly so tony thanks for the call and, and good luck with yeah, everything no you're problem. dealing with good luck with yeah. everything you're dealing with good luck yeah right. it's going I'm, I'm working on getting out of here i got i got legal aid working the housing case I got civil trial lawyers with a Supreme Court case with damages for me and Sarah, including IIED and stuff. Mm -hmm. I got video evidence of I got video evidence of my landlord basically on the phone with the cops telling them to break down my door because there's a 76 year old man in there and he might be deceased. And a week prior, he came into my apartment. I have video of that, too, of him threatening, uh, <laughs> harassing uh almost getting violent with me yeah. and being completely his, like at like off the hinge as he was like trying to grab my phone and stuff. So like I have, I have, I've been, I've been working on this for like, it, I, I guess we filed it in 2021, but the courts are so backed up. Never so right. I'm, I'm hoping <laughs> one day this, this can yeah. finally, you know, I'm waiting for the court case. Cause there's, there's a lot of damages for Sarah and stuff like that. Cause they had, he was basically – he gave me no chance to find a proper place after stuffing our – basically, he was trying to push us out by putting raw sewage into the bathtub and because we haven't been playing rent because we would try to negotiate it, but he didn't want to talk. He just wanted us out, and my wife was completely incapacitated, completely handicapped, couldn't, uh, couldn't use her hands, uh, couldn't speak. I had, to, I had to communicate with her in blinks. God. So yeah, it, it it was one insane one insane situation I was dealing with the other. So I'm finally working on getting out of that. It's it's a huge hole. Not only that, all my interviews I got to explain why I didn't work for six six years with a horrific <laughs> tale of a story. So that's also been hard to get a good job. But anyway, Mike, uh, good Thank podcast. You. I'm going to be listening in. Good good luck, man. Please be well, everybody. I'll, <laughs> I'll talk to you guys soon. Thank okay. you. Bye bye. Okay, who's who's up next here? Is this Marco? Hey, how are you? I'm doing well, Mike. How are you doing? How's it going? I'm doing I'm I'm doing good. Yeah. What's up? Yeah, um, I, I I like your show. I like your commentary. My only feedback is that the hatred you have for the Democrats should be equally given to the Republicans when they make me hate them. There's got to be a reason for it, Marco. I mean, it's like, I, I, Isn't there I, always a reason. No, no. I don't, you don't make reasons oh, up because you have to hate everybody. You have to hate no. both parties. No, come on. Okay, come okay. On. So, well, no, so you, you got to be more, Marco. Just be specific. Hate about what? Give me an issue. Give me something. I mean, anything. No, that's, that's, that's not. That's not going to cut it. Okay, anything. So any anything that they're going to. Ukraine. Okay. If yeah. I I hate I hate the Democrats for giving money to Ukraine. Okay. When they could give it, you know, the amount of money they give into the Ukraine, they could have ended homelessness in this country. 
Do you know that no no one knows how to end homelessness in this country because all they do is uh, not to get off on a tangent here, but all they do is throw money at it. They don't even know the real issue. That you know the real issue with homelessness. Ninety percent of the issue is drug addiction. Is is addiction to drugs and alcohol? It's not. It's not. It's not. It's not economic. It's not that they're kicked out of. It's not people who are kicked out of their apartments because they can't afford an apartment. It's people I, who I mean, get. It's people who get so involved in alcohol and drugs that they cannot function anymore. So you have to. You have I, to address I just, that. I disagree, I disagree with that because no, it's, uh, it's, it's, a it's fact. Of, a, a majority of homeless people are not drug addicts. A majority no, of homeless many of them people, are. Many of them are. Many of them are. Many are, yes. That's not untrue. But like 40% of homeless people are fucking working. 40% of homeless people have jobs. Where where, where are they? Wait, 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 Marco. Wait, Marco. There's a difference between being homeless in San Francisco and being homeless in, let's say, uh, small town Florida, small town Texas. Sure. Because... Because the rents here are astronomical. In other words, if you really, if the idea is having a home, why would you fucking be in San Francisco? Why? Unless there's easy drugs, there's easy fentanyl. You hang out with your, you hang out with your buddies in the corner and drink and do drugs all the time and get in such a state where you can't function anymore. And you like it here because it's nice because you don't have very bad winters. You don't have hot summers. You can, you can hang out in the streets and do drugs all you want and not have to worry about freezing to okay, death. Well, let, let me ask you this, Mike. How many yeah. homeless people are Republican? How the fuck do I know? I, I, exactly. First of all, <laughs> no, I don't, I don't know either, but I'm going to guess a lot of them. A Republican? Yeah. Why would you say that? Because a majority of working class people are Republican. I don't know what you're talking about. Where do you get your stats from? The majority of working class people are Republicans? What are you talking about? That's not true at all. The working class people I, who are Democrats. Wait a minute, wait a minute. The working class people. Both parties. I don't know. I don't know. But what, what's I, work, I what, what is working? A lot of homeless people are Republicans. What are working? There's, there's no stats. You're making that up, though. There's no. Have you done a survey? I'm not, I'm not making it up. I'm just. You are making it up. I don't know. It's very possible. It's very possible that many people who are homeless don't give a shit about politics. Aren't registered. Don't vote. Well, well, see, well, I agree. The majority of people don't care about politics. The majority of people are not Republican or Democrat. Yeah. That's why you had. That's why you have to hate them both. My, my criticism, Mike, is not that you shouldn't hate Democrats. I agree with you. Yes, I hate Democrats. Mm -hmm. You just have to give an equal amount of hate for Democrats to Republicans. No, no, yes. not not no. You're wrong. Yes. You don't no, just have no. to do it. You 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 you're making this stuff up. You're like, well, what what is uh what does that mean? Well, what does okay, that mean? That you, why all, why Daniel, why do you have Daniel, to just hate people? Why? Daniel in the chat asked me. Who, yes, Daniel's is asking class. what is working class. Yes, that's I Daniel's love Daniel. Class. Thank you, Daniel. I always every time I'm on your show, Daniel's here too. So, hello, Daniel. Good to see you. But working class are the people who work, and rich and and capitalist rich class are the people who don't work. Like I go to work every day. I put in forty hours. And the boss who owns my company doesn't put in 40 hours. So the working class are the people who work. And the privileged, rich, capitalist class are the people who don't work. Yes. And the rich capitalist class, many of them are Democrats and many of them are Republicans. 
Yes. It's not, exactly. One party, one party doesn't own the rich it. equally. Hate the rich equally. No. When you when you no. hate just <laughs> no. the Democrats more than the Republicans, you don't just hate people because they have money. A lot of people who have money work to get that money. That's like oh, the American no, no. people who have no. Okay, we'll see here. This is where I disagree with you. Most people who have money don't work for it. That's not true. I don't know how where it you is. come up with it these is. things. It's not true. There it are people. True because no, it's not true. You're wrong. Yes, there are people who were born into a lot of money. Absolutely, there are people like on both sides of the aisle. There's Donald Trump who was mm-hmm. born into a lot of money. There's Donnie mm-hmm. Douchebag on MSNBC who was also and born Joe into Biden. a lot of money. Joe Biden was born. And in Joe Biden, yes, but they're also. You see, you're looking at the the most high profile celebrity people. But if you look at if you look at let's not say the uber wealthy, let's say people who have good amount of money who make maybe and there are people who make maybe three, four, five million dollars a year, which is pretty fucking good money. I think it doesn't make you uber wealthy in this day and age, but it's 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 certainly great money. It's certainly great money. Okay, a lot of those people are working very hard for that money. Incredibly hard. These are type A personality people who will go, go, go. They have they have they have. uh, Various jobs. Some of them have more than one job they work on. These entrepreneurs often have four or five. Look at Elon Musk. Look at Elon oh, Musk right God. there. You're talking about a guy who, who, who didn't was not born into a lot of money. He was not born into a lot of money. The guy was an entrepreneur who built companies from the ground up, and that's the American dream. Had a father who had emerald mines in Africa. Great. Elon Musk is a Elon Musk made his companies what no 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 Elon Musk made his companies what they were. His father didn't make those companies. Elon Musk made those companies. Yes. His okay. father made those companies because it gave him the money to make the company. It doesn't there are people who give their kids money and they fucking blow it on Coke and Vegas. Sure. Okay? Yeah, like Hunter Biden, yes. Exactly. <laughs> well I'm, I'm saying that's why I'm saying you can't just have this broad brush of people. There are some people who, who there's some people who have nothing and actually make something of themselves. Okay, there are people who have nothing and stay there for their. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I, wanna, I, I, I like to I like to talk about the chat because the room chat is good. Daniel says <laughs> you're reading the room chat the first by Marco's time. definition. Yes, yes. Most of us are working class. Most of us are working class. Ninety percent of humans in the United States are working class. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So Republican working class people get exploited just like Democrat working class people. I'm neither a Republican nor a Democrat. I I agree. I agree with that statement. Yes, I agree with that statement. Yes. Yes, I agree with that statement. Most people are working class because most people do the work and the few exploit the people who do the work. Yeah. The ruling class exploits the working class. Sure. The working class is both Republican, Democrat, independent, and neither. Forty percent of eligible voters don't vote. Right. So the if almost all of us are working Joe class, Biden are a minority. <clears throat> a minority of people voted for Joe Biden. A minority of people voted for Donald Trump. What do you mean a minority of people? What do you mean? If sixty per, if forty percent of the eligible voters in the United States don't vote, that uh-huh. means that sixty percent of choice. eligible voters vote. That's, that's, that's their and choice. Of those sixty percent, thirty percent of them 
uh-huh. are Republican and 30 yeah. percent of them 25, are 25, 25, 30, 30. Right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yes. The working class people of this country don't vote. Why? Why? Because they know whoever wins the election, they lose. Uh oh. Daniel's going to get you on that one. He doesn't like whoever the kind of sinister. Whoever wins the 2024 election will not be working class. Yeah, Daniel's the person who won the you. 2020 election was not working class. The person who won the 2016 election was not working class. The person who won 24, 2012 election was not working class. The person who won 2018, 20, 2004. I get your party. point, but exactly. my point, my point is this. So, what is your what is your answer? Just don't vote and complain. My answer is to seize the means of production and push the capitalists out of the economy. My answer is to That's, not vote for Democrats and Republicans, but to seize the means of production. Seize the means. How, how do we seize the means of production? What are we going to who's who's leading the way? Who's leading the charge on seizing the means of production? Who's doing that, Marco? Who's going to do that? Nobody is doing that. There you go. So I'm you're just complaining. You're that. complaining. You're complaining. No, no, I'm not just complaining. I'm doing it. OK, what are you doing? I I am starting a worker cooperative business to replace my capitalist job. Okay. I work for a capitalist. Okay. I have worked for a capitalist since 2000. Mm-hmm. I have, I started working at, at 18 years old. Yeah. I'm 40 years old and I have worked for a capitalist my whole fucking life right. and I'm done with it. Good. I want to seize the means of production. I want to own Good. the company I work for. Right, so you're going to become a capitalist. No. <laughs> what no. are you talking about? I'm you, you want what they got, Marco. You I want what they got. Entrepreneur. I am a communist entrepreneur. Oh, that's bullshit. You're a communist no, entrepreneur. Not. In a communist country, you couldn't be an entrepreneur. You'd be under the thumb of the government all the time. Okay, you would have okay. no access to it. You wouldn't be able to do it. They would jail that's you. Not true, they Mike. would kill that's you. Not true. It is true. No, it's not. I'm it sorry. is true. Yes, it I'm is sorry. true. It's not it true. true. In China, they can't even leave their apartments. China they get beaten the fucking head. Is that, is that what you want, Marco? No, Mike. China, China is not a communist country. Yes, it is. Don't give me this. No, it's say not. That. Yes, it it's is. It's a socialist yeah. country run uh, by a communist party. No, look, it's the same thing. Whether you're talking about communism or socialism, it, these, 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 are, these are countries where the people who make the money are the ones running the government. They're the people at the top who make the money. They're the no, ones who make the money, capitalism. and everyone everyone else is living in poverty and under the thumb of authoritarian dictators who make all the fucking money. That is true of the U.S. and China. It isn't true of the U.S. There are people here who can make it. There are people here who have made it, and you don't just... Oh, wait, Marco, break, what Mike. you're saying is you hate people who made it. No. You, you, know, you, you hate people who found a way to make it. You hate them. You do. No, yes, I don't do. hate those people. I am one of those people. I am trying to make good. Well, I am trying to complain and hating others. Work at a business that is not owned by a capitalist. Oh, owned by a person. What is this with the capitalist? They're owned by a person. They're owned by a person who made it. They're owned by a person who either was an entrepreneur and made it, or applied for a job and went to school for it. Is good at their job and is making money because they do. A boss is not going to pay someone money. You look at sports, and I complain all the time about sports. Okay, right here in San Francisco, a player named Carlos Correa just got a $13 million contract for $350 million. You go, holy shit, 13 years. Who gave him that contract? 
wait a minute, they don't pay him that money unless he's going to make money for them. Unless he's going to do things that help them, they're not just going to throw money at someone because they're worthless. They're worth something to the business who's paying them all that money. That's the way it works. You bring something to a company that they can make money off of, and then you will do well. That's part of the system here. Yes, I think it's crazy. Yeah, yes, yes, these yeah, dollar amounts true, are insane. But, but, but what about a different system where you own the company you worked at? Have you ever owned well, not the everyone, company you worked at? Marco, Marco, not everyone wants to do that. I, There's great well, responsibility in owning a company. They should. No, no. There's great responsibility, responsibility in owning a company. It your personal life. It also extends no, to but the if you, business you work yeah. at. If you want to own a company, fine. Not everyone wants to own a company. And just because someone doesn't want to, because someone likes working for a person, doesn't mean they're bad. Doesn't mean it's wrong. Wait a minute. You're going to own a company. Maybe I don't want to work for you, Marco. Does that make me a, a, an underling, a bad person, working for a capitalist? Come on, Marco. This is all silly. I think we have no, to stop. No, no, hey. no, 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 no. Okay, okay, Mike. I'm not yeah. trying to be. I'm not trying to escalate with you. I'm not escalate. trying to escalate. You. Escalate. But I would like to really talk to you about how capitalism is evil. And I don't agree. I think there well, are people with. Well, listen to me. That, that's the that's the linchpin of our of our disagreement. I think there are people you within the system. That, you're a pro capitalist, Mike. No, I, I think there are, I think there are people within the system who are evil. I don't think all of them are evil. I don't. Is I the don't. system evil or not, Mike? No, is it can be no. evil or no. not. No, 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 it is. no. It is. Not yes. in its let's, purest well, let's form. Talk about that. Let's no. talk about no, that. No, we're not going to talk. We're not going to have a conversation here about capitalism. In its purest Why form, not? it is not. There are people who no, manipulate no, 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 things. No, no, no. There are people who manipulate things. But the idea is a system of anyone can make it if you want to and you work hard and you try hard and you don't just sit on your ass and you get off your fucking ass and you do something. You can make something of yourself. That is the system in its purest form. And people use it for that reason. There are people who manipulate it. There are evil people. I well, talk about do, do I not talk about social I okay, talk about sociopaths life. all the time. I talk about sociopaths all the time. We have them in every economic system, in every country. But you come Jimmy, on here and you Jimmy, start saying Jimmy you gotta hear Republicans. No, no, I'm Marco. Not Marco. Marco. Jimmy, I'm not nuts, Mike. I'm not nuts. Mike. When you say you were nuts. I'm not nuts, Mike. You're calling yourself nuts. I never called you nuts. No, no, Look no. The no Mike, I never no, called Jimmy you nuts. Is calling me nuts. Who? Jimmy says. Oh, I, you keep on reading the fucking stuff. I'm not reading that. Okay, I'm just telling you. If people want to come on and talk, if people want to come on and talk, I will listen. I'm not going to read and talk and listen at the same time. Listen to me. The fact of okay, the matter well, is, the fact you came on here tonight and you yeah. said, hey, you got to hate Republicans and you got to hate Democrats and you got to hate capitalism and you got to hate rich people and you got to hate working class and you, you hate everybody. No, 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 no. I don't hate people i'm working class i love working class people i want to empower working class people whether or not they're republicans or democrats well jimmy two times thinks you're nuts <laughs> I don't... well that's fine jimmy can think i'm nuts but like kevin or kevin thinks you're nuts <laughs> it, it, look the, uh, mike how i do you... think i think you have a lot of anger so do I. I I'm, not, I'm not saying you're yes. bad. And I'm not yes. saying it's bad. And our, yeah, and our anger is colliding. Let's not <laughs> it's let not our colliding. anger collide. It's not Let's colliding. Let our anger no. join forces. <laughs> I'm talking to you, Mike, 
Because you're a right-wing conservative person. I'm not. You're giving labels that are not true. You you just like throwing labels at things. It's I'm not, not true. I voted for Bernie Sanders twice. Dopey. Okay. Well, dopey. Tell me what you are, Mike. What are dopey. you? A dopey. Right Wait a minute. Dopey. Dopey. I voted for Bernie Sanders twice. How many right-wing uber capitalists vote for Bernie Sanders well, once? Exactly, Mike. That's why I'm talking to you. But you got to take in information, man. You got to take in information and change sometimes based on things that are going on around you. It's we're, we're evolving. The earth is evolving. Things happen where you have to sometimes change your opinion, and you don't make you a bad person. It doesn't make you, you a bad person if you change. take it. In. No, 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 no. The opinion you need no. to change is that the Republican and the Democrats are both evil. Yeah, well, I think at times they are. No, 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 I think at times they are and at times they're not. There were a lot of great things that happened. Absolutely, you need to change. You're wrong, Marco. Marco, Marco, I'm going to go to the next caller because we're going over the same thing over and over again. But what I want to say before you go, before you go, what I want to say is you had a, a Democratic president like FDR who brought in the New Deal, which was groundbreaking at the time. It got us out of the Depression. You're talking about LBJ, who did the civil rights movement and the voting rights. These are Democrats. They did very good things. And the new de- the, the, the Great Society. That's where I disagree were, with you, Mike. He, well, you're I wrong. Hate well, you, FDR, right. and I hate LBJ. Of course, because you hate everybody, Marco. No, Let's I hate don't everybody. hate everybody, Mike. I Let's hate, you hate everybody. Marco, you no, hate I everybody. Don't. You hate That's everybody. I, I, I know, I know. Every yeah. every one of these people who do one good thing have done eight hundred fifty-seven million zillion bad things. So we gotta hate them. We gotta hate everything about them. FDR, There's no nuance. There's no FDR, nuance. There's no gray. FDR. It's all black and white. Hate every politician who's ever been a politician in horrible capitalist America. I get it, Marco. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks for the call. I appreciate it, and I do appreciate it. We're gonna go around in circles here. You know, and I thought I was a cynical person. I think I am a cynical person. I think I go back and listen to 230, 280 shows I've done. I think I'm pretty fucking cynical. This is not a kumbaya show. This isn't this this isn't like, hello, I'm Mike. This is C-SPAN. I'm very neutral on everything. That's not me. I, mean, I think I'm very cynical. I think I hate a lot of people. God, I hate Fauci. I hate Walensky. I hate a lot of people. I do. I, Biden, uh, Newsom, Trudeau. You know, I'm I'm no like uh, little loving snowflake here. I mean, but it, you have to have some kind of you, you have to have some kind of um, ability to look at things that there there are shades of gray. There are things there are people who might not like who have done good things. Not Fauci, not Biden, not Trudeau, not not Newsom, not Andrew Cuomo, but yes. Ron DeSantis has recently done some really good things, and I'll get to something else he just did today. I'll play it shortly, which is groundbreakingly great, okay? Groundbreakingly great, and he has an R next to his name. Who's next? I think Daniel is next. Okay, Daniel, let loose, man. (laughs) Let loose. Um, Yeah, just a couple points. Um, Marco, uh, love that you're calling in, sharing your opinion, but um, you said that uh, approximately 90% of uh, Americans are working class. I I think it's more than that. Depends on what you call working class. If you work for a living, I think you're working class. So it's probably more like 95% if you're talking about adults. And um, and then you said that um, uh, most of the working class doesn't vote. So you're telling me that 95% of working Americans don't vote? 
I think you got your statistics a little messed up there, Marco. Um, you, and then on top of it, you told us that um, working class uh, voters are more likely to be Republican. <laughs> well, if almost all of us are working class and more of us are Democrats than Republicans, then that can't be right. So you've got to get just some of your basic facts here straight, Marco. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, it's good that you want to start your own business, but it sounds like you're a... Um, a, 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 you want to be a capitalist, but identify as a socialist. Um, maybe that works <laughs> these days. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. A good capitalist. Marco wants to be a good capitalist. And I don't, I have no problem with that. I have no problem with like wanting to be a good capitalist, wanting to start your own business, wanting to treat people right, not be a sociopath like Bankman fried. But, you know, it's like I, I, these broad brushes I just can't take them anymore. And I used to do it, man. I, I was part of that. You me know, too. I, think you, I think you were too, Daniel. Yeah, you me know? too. Definitely. All yeah. down the line. Yeah. And, and it's very, and I've, and it's too bad that I found out at my age that um, how destructive this, this is for our society. And yeah, it's, it's just, I wish I would have, wish I would have learned this lesson earlier. Um, I, I can't, I think Marco might've said his age. Um, was he 41 or something like that? Any, anyway, um, I think he said 41 because he, he was talking about how long he's been working. Um, uh, anyway, yeah, Marco, I, I just, um, just passed on a little bit of wisdom to you. And that's, um, it's, it's best, I think, to learn this earlier that, um, there's no point in, in demonizing people. Um, you know, it, 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 the argu arguments can get to a nonsensical point, and when they do, yeah, the only only response is the only appropriate response is ridicule. But you know, before it gets to that nonsensical point, you know, just just don't don't demonize people, don't demonize whole classes of people, don't demonize capitalism, don't demonize demonize socialism. Um, just you know, just think, man. That's that's all. To get your facts straight first, you know. Well, a, a good question, a good question that is often asked by people who are conservatives, and it's a good question, is please name, name one socialist government that has been successful. Well, you can. And, 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 Venezuela? And, Venezuela? Yeah, and an even better question, it's even harder to, to, to find Cuba? an answer to, is... Um, is name one libertarian society that's been successful. I can't name one libertarian society. Because they haven't tried it yet, really. There really hasn't been well, any. I know, but that, that's the point. That's that's why yeah. I, I really dislike uh, libertarian philosophies because it's, well, you, you want me to, to try out a, a an economic system, a, um, a, a whole, you know, class of, of, of law that has never been tried before? No, sorry, I'm, I'm going with empirical evidence. Well, uh, if the libertarians were running the COVID pandemic, it would have been quite successful. That would have been quite successful. If, if, if it's a COVID, if whoever was running the COVID response was a libertarian, I think that would have been, if, if, if Rand Paul had been the, had, if Rand Paul had been the president or if Rand Paul had been Dr. Fauci, I think things would have gone a lot differently. Yes. Because, and that's I think you Rand and I Paul, have far fewer complaints. Yeah. And that's because Rand Paul is a physician and he knows and, and like well, most libertarians, libertarian. like most and like most physicians like myself, we, we know, understand epidemiology and infectious disease to, to the degree that we, that they, we needed to. And um, 
so that, I mean, that's 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 why Paul stood out is because he's 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 a doc. It, it's not because he, he's a libertarian. It's not. There's nothing innate inherent about um, libertarianism that was going to solve the COVID issue in, in my mind. Um, and certainly, libertarians sided on the, the the side of liberty, um, which is you know don't force people to get vaccinated. But you know, on the other hand. Democrats used to side on the yeah. side of liberty. That's why I call them illiberals now. And 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 Republicans side on the side of liberty. And but were Republicans, I mean, more so than Democrats, they're raising their voice, but not sufficient voices to combat the COVID hysteria and pan hysteria. Um, so you know, it's it's. Well, and 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 it's it's not a, it's COVID wasn't going to be solved by by by. And look, what, what, it, it certainly became a political issue, right? But, but, what, but political we can't say, ideologies weren't I get the solutions. Facts I get it. were the solution. I get it. But what, 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 I think if we had, but once again, the basis for the, the the fundamental thing, if we if we had stuck with freedom and freedom of choice, that's a very libertarian idea. Big government out of our lives. Big government can't tell us to wear masks. Big government can't tell us to get a vaccine to live life. Big government can't tell you to close your business for a year. Big government can't tell you kids can't go to school for 18 months. That's a libertarian mindset. That would have worked during COVID. It would have. No, there's there's no doubt that that a, an increased emphasis on, on liberty was needed. But that's something that that. that all parties had prior to prior to 2019 had insufficient degree in order to combat the insanity of COVID. But, you know, just to illustrate this a, a bit, um, I was at uh, uh, this is something I told you about. I was at um, a team reality party um, no. in, 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 in uh, Berkeley yeah. in, uh, on, on uh, Saturday and mm-hmm. uh, just missed C&J by the chart. I must have left like five minutes before you got there. And um, and you talk to people there and they were of all different political backgrounds. You have people that are longtime liberals, people that are longtime Republicans, people that are very conservative, people in all different types, lots of independents. What unified everybody there. And, and man, there was such a great vibe. And this is people that. I mean, the whole crowd was just very respectful of one another and just had such a great time talking to one another because it all evolved around this issue of of liberty and and justice and truth. And those are very, very unifying things. So bring this back to the beginning of, of, of my call. I just um, wanted once once again to to um, implore um, Marco and the Marcos of the world to just, you know, stop demonize people and, um, and, and stop looking at the world in black and white. Um, mm-hmm. it, it's all shades of gray yeah, and uh, all of look. us are good and all of us are evil. Right. And you just, and if you recognize that in yourself and stop pretending that you're nothing but nothing but good, then you're going to do a lot more good in this world. Well, and just coming from the idea of freedom, freedom, you have the freedom to work for who you want to work for. You have a freedom to have your own business, to be an entrepreneur. You have the freedom to, without the government putting its foot on your neck, basically. So whatever, whatever kind of philosophy has the government putting, taking their foot off our necks and just letting us, leaving us alone, that's the philosophy I go for. Now, if you want to put a label on it, you want to put a label on it like capitalist or communist or socialist or independent or libertarian? I don't care if you need to put labels on things. What 
maybe I should start my own uh, form of government called, you know, the, 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 the freedom, freedom government. Well, just let us do our thing and stop. Get out of our lot. Leave us alone. People just want to be left alone now. I'm hearing, I'm hearing that a lot lately, and I understand it. So let's just come at it from that point of view. Can we agree on that? I think that we can all agree that our lives have been intruded upon far too, far too much, and we all want it to tip back in, in the opposite direction where we are left alone. But that doesn't mean that we are entirely left alone to our own devices and that each of us can do whatever we want, which to some degree is what no. libertarians... Leave us, right. Leave, no, but leave us alone as long as we're not infringing on the rights of other people, as long as we're not hurting other people. Of course, you can't hurt other people and say, I can do what I want. I can kill you. I can harm you. I can step all over you. I, that's, that's not, of course, that's not legal. But the fact of the matter is when it comes to only the laws that are legislated by Congress, the laws that are legislated by legislative bodies in states, cities, or, or federally, those are the laws you have to abide by. Otherwise, get the fuck out of my way. Yeah, well, get out of my way. Yeah, and there's and there's lots of people that um, that are libertarians would say that they would would have, they would never would have voted for Social Security and they would like to see it abolished. Um, you know, I'm I'm not a great fan of, of Social Security, but you know, at my age, I'm you know I'm thinking yeah, it's great to have a little bit more money that's going to be, be be coming in. And if and if I when I when I was younger would have had that money available. You know, I didn't really start saving until I was around 45. And so, so if I would have, I would have blown a lot of that money. And mm-hmm. yeah, it, it would be my right to, to, to do it. But, you know, the government, you know, post, post-depression um, realized that uh, a lot of people don't do exactly what's good for them. And then they get in really bad situations and the rest of us have to take care of them. So there's this line to, to walk and it's much like the homeless situation. And yeah. what do we do? You know, do do we just toss people um, off to off to the sides, forget about them, and, and let them live them let them live in squalor mm. and, and inhumane conditions um, because they made bad choices um, entirely? Do we do it entirely, or do we, to some degree, try to help them out as much? You know, as as much as is permissible in a, in a way that is um, that um, does not deconstruct our entire society. Um, I mean, you, you talked to Marco as well about the homelessness issue and you brought up um, drugs as being a big problem. Well, drugs is a big problem in homelessness. Um, another huge problem is just uh, mental diseases, depression. psychiatric yeah. diseases, depression and schizophrenia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There is a, a huge number of schizophrenics on the street. Right. And these people are so disorganized mentally right. speaking right. that you that a, a home is not their problem. If you put them in a home, that home would be ransacked. Exactly. It would look, it would look exactly. exactly like what they sleep on outside. Right. Would, would just be transported inside. Right. And, and right. then they would be kicked out of that unit. Right. We, 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 are, we are walking, once again, one of these fine lines where there's nothing black and white in this universe. We used to take people that were schizophrenics and we would put them in big homes. And it wasn't ideal for them. There was there was abuses sometimes where people that shouldn't be in those homes were in those homes. Nothing is perfect. But those people were off the streets. They were managed in a way that was humane for the most part. And certainly compared to the way they live now was far, far more humane. 
And, well, and the, but that, right got, that got abolished. Daniel, the, it's a multi-pronged issue. And the Democrats who run exactly. the cities, wait, the Democrats who run the cities where homelessness is horrible, like your, like our city, San Francisco, all they do is do two things, lip service and throw money at it. We got to throw more money at it, throw more money, throw more money, throw more money, throw more well, money. Well, they created the, an industry. Right. And, right. And, and build, build, let, let, let's build, how, like you said, let's build these housing units. But these people are either drug addicts or or like you said, they have mental issues, and just putting them in a housing unit is not going to solve the problem. That's yes, not going to solve not, the problem. I know, the, the people who are mentally disturbed need to be put into hospitals where they can get better, and people who are drug addicts need to be forced into treatment and rehabilitation so they can think straight. Exactly. For the yeah. most part, they are people with, with severe mental disorders or addictions, you can lump it real all, really all into one category of severe mental disorders, because if you're an addict, you have a severe mental disorder, and their symptom is homelessness. And they've got it asked backwards. They talk about it as though homelessness is the, is the problem, is the cause of this. This is totally asked backwards. And everyone knows it's asked backwards. Has ever tried to deal with this problem? And all of the industry built around this that tries to deal with this problem, they totally understand this. You put somebody in a home that is this mentally disorganized, that home is ransacked, and then they have to kick them out. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Or, or they do something and they burn the whole fucking thing down. Everyone dies they can, in it. They this, can burn. Yeah. They can make their neighbors so miserable that right. they have to have that that are kicked out. I mean, it's it's just yeah. I I, I, I if but you know what you know what Democrats you, don't want to do. Democrats don't want to do what you and I are doing because that's like real work. You know, that's like really caring and trying to find a solution. All they want to do is virtue signal, man. You know this. They want well, to virtue, virtue signal. We care about the homeless. We're going to throw another $8 billion at the homeless. What does that mean? We're going to throw another $8 million at the homeless issue. What? What are you, what? 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 What are you doing? What are you yeah, doing? Yeah, they're throwing others. <laughs> yeah, the, the, those, those, those um, capitalists that identify as socialists want to throw other people's money at this problem. And they think that that's going to solve it. And they think that if you're not on board with throwing other people's money, you're just a garbage human being. Well, it's, it's totally not true. These these people that people that really deal want to deal with this issue and there's a lot of people I'm I'm, I'm not a, I'm a non theist um, but there's a lot of people that are, are religious and they really get down in the dirt and, and deal with these people mm-hmm. um, and there are people with you know tremendous compassion and my mm-hmm. and, you know my hats off to them yeah. um, and, and if it takes religion for them to get to that place in their life well I'm uh-huh. glad they got religion then yeah. but. Um, you know, they, they understand perfectly well that throwing money at the problem isn't the solution. I know. I know it's virtue signaling by the left because I watch I've watched MSNBC and CNN for years and I never, ever saw anyone on those stations saying doing a seg doing segments about like Christian people or churches or anybody who's like doing stuff for homeless people or like putting up a website saying, here, donate to this website to help this, these organizations. Yet I watch Fox. And they're constantly doing that. They're constantly talking about homeless and people with drug addicts and these agencies who are helping them, having people on, talking about it, giving their website to donate constantly. And I thought, wait a minute. I thought it's the Democrats who are supposed to care about these people and these horrible Republican capitalists who don't care about them at all. And that's total bullshit. It's quite the opposite. The left likes to virtue signal and pretend they care, and yet the cities they run, it gets worse and worse and worse. Then I talk to Republicans or I talk to religious people, and they're constantly doing things to try to help constantly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that, that's it's it's so true, and it's and it's not, and it's it's certainly not 
um, untrue, or cert- yet certainly not untrue that that uh, liberals do the same thing that they try they try to help out. There's plenty of liberals that, that that get down in the dirt too. But you you see a lot you see a lot of this coming from people with um, that are religiously motivated. Yeah, and, of course. Yeah. And, and and you know I, I I've been a non-theist my my whole life, and and uh, you know I've always thought you know theism was was a really strange thing, but all along, I've had to admit to myself that despite the fact that I think it is wrong-minded, it results often in results yeah. that most of us want. Most of us want cohesive societies. Well, I, I, most of us want charity. Most, yeah. of us want, most of us want organized charity so that it is efficient. And in... in, in you know my side of, of of the political spectrum for so long, and and I and like I said, we you know starting to stop. I'm ashamed to admit that uh, that I was one of the people that you know saw things in such black and white and demonized people. Um, you know, I, I I can just recall over and over and over giving myself demonizing the the religious and blaming all the world's problems on them. There's a hell of a lot of great religious people out there doing a lot of really good work, and they're they're smart people, and everyone calls and, and our side likes and our former sides of the of, uh, the political demographic like to characterize them as being stupid, and they're just not. So so yeah, just you know, can the can the demonization, can the polarization, America? For God's sakes, please, this is off the charts now. A, a little bit might be fun for politics' sake and rhetoric's sake, but you know, Jesus, this is this is freaking nuts. I've never in my life never seen anything like this. Never never read read about this degree of polarization at well, any point in American history or any you, history. Right, and, and unless and you know, as I something I mentioned to Marco about FDR, LBJ. And the problem is when you start to paint things with a broad brush, that allows total – that allows people like – I don't have a word for her. I want to be nice. I don't know why. Dismiss, I'm you dismiss other people. Well, Randy Weingarten, who goes on TV – and this is another issue I want to talk about. Randy Weingarten goes on TV yesterday with Jill Biden and says to her, oh, you you, you and your and your husband and your, your, your administration over the last two years has done more great things, has been better than – better than maybe better than fdr and i'm thinking to myself you know this is the problem when you have people who don't have when you're talking to people now who don't have a good knowledge of history right and don't know how to compartmentalize and that allows someone like randy weingarten to go on tv and believe me there were many many democrats many many liberals watching that who were like yeah you go girl yeah the biden administration's been better than lbj and fdr and the best president ever because they know nothing about history because they like to do things and i think what, what when someone like marco says oh fdr was horrible lbj was horrible that allows randy weingarten to get away with shit like she just said absolute total horseshit that the biden administration has done more than FDR or LBJ. So the Biden administration has done more, done more than the New Deal, than something that got people out of incredible poverty. You want to talk 10 cities? The 10 cities we have in San Francisco have not, no comparison to the 10 cities that existed during the Depression, Herbert Hoover, before FDR took over. Yes, I know. He, yes, I know he bailed the banks out. I know he bailed the banks out. But the only other option was to let people die in poverty and starve. Okay, so he had to bail the banks out. Okay, but he created this new deal, 
which, by the way, capital, not only Republicans, but establishment Democrats have been trying to kill the New Deal now for 80 fucking years. Okay, they've been trying to kill the New Deal for over 80 years. So and then you go to then you go just more recent history with LBJ. You're talking about the Civil Rights Movement, the Voting Rights Act. Biden's done more than that. Uh, these people are insane. And Randy Weingarten's a history teacher. She teaches fucking history. This is the problem. This is how kids are being taught total trash and indoctrinated and, and brainwashed into believing that the Joe Biden is a more effective president than LBJ and FDR. Okay? A guy who let them sc- shut the schools down for a year and a half. A guy who let kids go back two years in learning uh, because because of his COVID bullshit, hysteria. People uh, who have who's totally destroyed the military because everyone had to be fired because they wouldn't take the vaccine. The youngest, healthiest people, the most athletic, healthiest people in our fucking country were fired, were let go because they wouldn't take this vaccine. You know, I can go on and on and on with a disaster Biden's been. The best president since FDR and LBJ, the worst president, one of the worst presidents we've ever had. But because we cannot see things straight, because we cannot give people their due when they do something right, it allows for people like Randy Weingarten to say something as absolutely insane as that. What the, joke, what the Biden administration has done so well that she loves so much is sucked up to the teachers union. Let the teachers union ruin our kids. That's what Joe Biden's done. That's why Randy Weingarten's given him millions and tens of millions of dollars because he's been so good to them because he allowed the teachers unions to run the lives of parents and children and destroy kids. For who knows how many generations he's de- he's destroyed children because of sucking up to the very uber capitalists teachers union who only cares about money yeah um socialist pizza who, who is marco um wrote in in the comment section that, that um from google the truth is that many in fact a 2021 study from the university of chicago estimates that 53 percent of people living in homeless shelters and 40 percent of unsheltered people were employed either full or part-time in the year that people were observed homeless between 2011 and 2018. Well, Marco, it says full or part-time. I guarantee you that most of them were part-time. And uh, it says 53% of home of homeless shelters. These The people that we're largely talking about here, the people that are on the street and totally unhomed, those people cannot get in homeless shelters. They don't want to be in homeless shelters. The reason they can't enter a homeless shelter is because they can't do that unless they are clean and they are, aren't going to abuse either drugs or people. And, and that is why these people are on the streets, because they can't enter a homeless shelter. They will not be allowed to enter a homeless shelter. Marco, you simply do not understand the problem here. And I, I you know. and, and Marco, Marco, I'll have you on again maybe later or tomorrow, Marco. I don't know. I, I do want to cover a couple of the issues, but the whole idea of this—you're obsessed with labels. You're writing in the in the chat. I'm reading it as Daniel's talking that you're a libertarian and a communist and a socialist. Your name is Socialist Pizza. Yet you say you're a libertarian. Com- so you're a libertarian, communist, socialist, non-capitalist. What the this label thing? What is this obsession with labels? I don't get it. It's it's an obsession of the left. It seems these days to have an a conjured up identity, and they all feel so good when they conjure up the most arcane 
identity possible. So that's why there's now 76 genders or something possible. <laughs> yes, that they oh, come up with. oh I do it, want to it's, it's going to continue to just grow yeah. because they love they love the arcane and they love talking about anything that has to do with sexuality is like God, it seems to be the only issue that Democrats have these days. Yeah. Uh, speaking of which, you reminded me of an issue I definitely wanted to get to, and that was the. Uh, well, well, I should I, say, Daniel, I'm you should... too much, here, so I'm going to get off. Go ahead. You want to go? You going to yeah. go? Okay, go ahead. All right. Thanks for the call. I appreciate it. Um, three things, and maybe we can open it for a few more calls. But the three things I really want to get at, and we'll we'll talk more about it tomorrow. Um, sometimes we go down these rabbit holes, which are fine. I think we can go anywhere. I like that. Like I said, this is a free and open exchange of ideas and opinions for anything that's on your mind. There's going to be something that this guy talks about. It could be anything. But the 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 codification, what is it? The of marriage that happened today? What do you call it? That's the defense of marriage. It's the the love of marriage, the whatever they fuck they call this new thing. They have these catchy names for these things. Another total non-issue. No one and this is the thing that really amazes me. So Biden puts this drag queen, Marty Gold Cummings, is like the liaison to the whatever it is the made up title liaison to gay community or you know ambassador to gay community i've seen marty gold cummings perform incredibly talented i mean uber talented great voice side-splittingly funny sharp everything incredible one of the most talented performers i've ever seen i'm not i'm not overstating that yet work for bill de blasio it's probably all you have to know just a total Someone who should really be in should perform and stay out of politics. A lot of these performers should stay out of politics. You know why? Because they're just not smart when it comes to politics. They're just not smart when it comes to issues. They're very one sided, and that's it, right? Their side, and that's it. They can't see. Talk about not being able to see things in shades of gray. Everything's black and white. These people truly believe. They truly believe that Democrats are Jesus and Republicans are Satan. That they believe this. They'll say no. You don't say no if you tell if you if you if you if you say to them I know that's what you believe they'll say no of course no but that's what they believe they believe Democrats in general we'll use the word general are fantastic and Republicans in general are horrible okay that's what they believe you know Marco talking about you know people who won't admit their side is wrong that's what a lot of these people believe so the idea though that marriage was ever in danger that a, a, two men or two women were ever in danger of not being able to be married who was getting in the way. Who has been getting in the way of two men or two women getting married? Nobody was getting. It's another made-up issue. It's a made-up virtue signal issue. It's totally made up. And they were able to make this an issue because of, obviously, what the Supreme Court just did with Roe v. Wade. They were able to bring this back again and make this, once again, stir up all this fear and hysteria. Oh, my God, they got rid of Roe v. Wade. They're going to get rid of gay marriage, even though there's no connection between the two issues whatsoever. Zero connection and zero talk from anybody about doing that. You know why? Because unlike abortion, gay marriage is like 85, 80, 85% now the country's for it, okay? You can't say that with abortion. We are kind of very split 50-50 with abortion. But with gay marriage, there's very few people, very few people in this country who are against it, okay? So there was no danger of anyone who's gay or lesbian, whatever it may be, two men, two women, ever who are married now, their marriage being dissolved. That wasn't going to happen. It's totally fucking made up. Totally made up. Another virtue signal issue. But what really gets me, and I've talked about this before, 
is that these same people who talk about, oh, thank you, Cindy Lauper. Thank you, Joe Biden. She actually said something like, thank you, lovely, wonderful, beautiful Biden, Prince Joe Biden, the best president ever. Thank you for giving it to us, for not letting the government get in between us. Uh, not letting the government say, I can't be married to who I want to be married to. Great, I agree with that totally. But these, you know where I'm going. You know where I'm going. These same fucking hypocrites had no problem with the government saying, you got to get the jab or you can't support your family. You got to get the jab or you can't support your gay, your husband or your wife. You got to, you can't support your kids, whether they're adopted or biological. Get the jab or you can't work. Get the jab or you're fired. Get that mask or you can't shop for food. Get that vaccine passport out or you can't come into the supermarket. You can't go into that restaurant. These people had no problem of almost three fucking years of that. And they'd have no problem if they did it again. Believe me, if they did it for the flu, they'd have no problem with a flu vaccine passport. You know it. These same hypocrites, and we've talked about this before, this is why I can't defend them on abortion anymore on a woman's right to choose, on bodily autonomy if you're a woman. I can't support them anymore because I supported them for 48 years of my life and they didn't support me over the last two and a half years. And so fuck them with their gay marriage too because these same people don't see what hypocrites they are when they say, thank you for not letting the government get between me and my husband or me and my wife, yet they had no problem with the government tyranny over the last three years. Why? Because they liked it, because it was on their side, because it was part of their belief system. Well, maybe my belief system is a man and a woman shouldn't be married. Doesn't mean I should get my way, right? Maybe that's my belief system, that, that two women or two men shouldn't be able to marry. It's not my belief system, but if it was, it doesn't mean I'm right. It doesn't mean I should get my way, and they shouldn't have gotten their way. Because they were afraid or fearful or didn't know the facts or didn't look up the real science or had no fucking clue what they were talking about for three years. So they can, che- they can shove their bodily autonomy when it comes to abortion and their marriage autonomy up their asses. That's where they can shove at these hypocrites. Because they weren't there for me. So I'm not going to be there for them, even though I was there for them for decades. Thank you, Socialist Pizza. You agree with me on this. So th- where, where, was the, where was the Defense of Bodily Autonomy and Medical Privacy Act? Where's that? Where's that? Where, why isn't Cindy Lauper and Marty Gould Cummings fighting for that? The Bodily Autonomy and Medical Privacy Act of 2022. Where, where's that? Oh, there's no real virtue signaling there. And for Biden, there's no real vote to get there, is there? There's no group, there's no wedge issue there, is there, to, make, to get votes off of, to get campaign contributions off of, right? Ugh. This is why I hate hypocrites. I can't stand hypocrites. But on the issue of the vaccine, while I'm on it, I do want to play this short, stick with me, two-minute and 15-second video of Ron DeSantis talking about what he's going to do when it comes to the vaccine and vaccine injuries in big pharma. Uh, This issue and other issues with COVID, um, you know, goes back to an attempt to uh, enforce one acceptable narrative on on all these issues. And, you know, you saw it with uh, the uh, censorship of of Dr. Bhattacharya uh, with Twitter. You also saw it with Dr. Fauci 
and some of these people saying that they needed to go after these people who wrote the Great Barrington Declaration. They wanted to not contest the ideas in that. They basically wanted to to smear them uh, because they didn't want to have any criticism uh, of their lockdown policies. And so part of the reason I think it's been a bad response is because from the very beginning, you had a lot of arrogance that it's our way or the highway and anyone that offers any type of a dissenting opinion. And they were censoring from day one people that would write anti-lockdown uh, things in March of 2020, April 2020, some of those would get taken down off some of these big tech platforms. And so we saw that over and over again. And I think that uh, ultimately, uh, you know, your policies or your positions or your analysis of this medical science should stand on its own. And if, it, if it's not able to accept criticism, if you can't defend the policy against against valid criticism, uh, then maybe you need to be looking in the mirror. But that's not what these elites wanted to do. They wanted to just cocoon themselves from any criticism and to try to denigrate anybody uh, that had a different way of thinking. So I think with the Twitter, what Elon Musk is doing, I think there's going to be a lot more that comes out with that. Uh, and I think that that's very important. But I think it's also important to say, you know, Twitter is not even close uh, to most of the censorship, what was going on. They're a much smaller company than like a Google or YouTube or some of these others. And I guarantee you everything that was going on in Twitter is going on in these others, if not even more so. And we got a sense of that when they went after us uh, for for having the um, opposing the masks, having the experts oppose the masks for these young kids. Okay, where's my producer? That's the wrong clip. This is the, okay. This is this is the Santa slamming big deck. But there was also a video. Maybe someone else can find it for me. I thought I'd save the right video of the Santa saying they're going to go after the big. They're going to go after the manufacturers. They're going to go after them for the for the for lying about the vaccine, lying about the safety, and all the negative side effects we're seeing, all the uh, myocarditis and the deaths that we know are happening because of it. So there's also that, and I'll find it. If I don't play it today, I'll play it tomorrow. But he also talks about that. So he's taking the lead in that regard. And what's amazing is that (laughs) this is something that someone like a fake, phony fraud like Bernie Sanders should be doing, right? Isn't that what Bernie Sanders should be doing? If Bernie Sanders weren't a total fraud, isn't he the one who should be talking about this censorship, about big government censorship, big government censoring us? about the big pharma hurting us, about big pharma lying to us to make profits. Wasn't that, isn't that the perfect speech? Isn't that the perfect speech of Bernie Sanders? Wouldn't you expect Bernie Sanders to make that speech before Ron DeSantis, the Republican capitalist? No, I, I think he would. I, but this shows what a phony Bernie Sanders is. And didn't he just give up today too? Didn't he just give in to Biden? Wasn't Bernie going to do something with an with a, uh, uh, anti-war act in, in, in the Senate? And he gave that up because Biden promised to end the war in Yemen for him. How many things has Biden promised? This is the same thing we saw during the primary with Bernie. Well, I'm going to support Joe Biden now. He promises to do the best. So he promises, he promises, he promises. I mean, how fucking stupid do you have to be to believe Joe Biden? Bernie Sanders has known Joe Biden for decades. Joe Biden's been in, in politics for half a century. And Bernie Sanders believes what he says. He doesn't believe what he says. He's just a phony, and he uses an excuse. He's a phony, and he uses an excuse to give in. That's basically what it comes down to. 
I'll find the other videos and I'll talk more about this tomorrow. I will take the calls in a second, but you guys got to be fast. But one thing I just want to also talk about is um, Yoel Roth. Yoel Roth supposedly has been forced out of his of his home because intensifying threats from Elon Musk and his supporters. So Yoel Roth had to leave, had to flee. Where he's gone, I don't know. Where he's gone, I don't know. But um, he had to flee, supposedly. Of course, this could all be bullshit. Probably is. Yoel Roth is, is, is getting criticism. Once again, this is what the left does. They say when you criticize people, you're threatening them. So you can't criticize. So Yoel Roth is getting very valid criticism. The guy is a true scumbag. That's valid criticism. No one is threatening his life. That's all made up. And this fact of his pl- it's amazing, though, the left is so concerned with Yoel Roth, and Yoel Roth has to flee, they didn't care that all these Supreme Court justices, the five conservative ones, had to flee their homes with their children. They didn't care about that. They didn't care about the people protesting in front of their homes. They didn't care about the guy traveling from California to D.C. to, to kill them. They, he didn't care, they didn't to kill Kavanaugh. That, a blip on the radar of the left. But, oh, my God, Yoel Roth has to leave his home. Flees his home. Oh, my God. What are we doing? We're, we're such terrorists. We're such terrorists for criticizing an authoritarian fascist who controlled our speech for three years or longer. Aren't we horrible? Oh, we're so horrible. Once again, the hypocrisy of the left is just hard to talk about. Gator, let's go to you next. Let me see if I can get you on here. Gator, what's up? Hey, Mike. Um, yeah, I just wanted to uh, go back a bit to the FTX thing, because, um, to be honest, there's an incredibly simple way to look at it that you don't need to worry about the underlying um, complexity, right? <clears throat> and, and this is why Bankman has been picked up now. So the very simplest level of this is that FTX as an exchange um, – which simply allows you to, to put one currency into the exchange and switch it for a form of crypto and vice versa is what FTX's primary business was. But there were two sides of it. <clears throat> one of them was, let's call it the low risk regular side. That's where I want to change dollars into Bitcoin, Bitcoin into dollars or, or whatever other crypto. When, 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 if I signed up for that, I would be under a terms of service that said, any dollar that I put in or any crypto that I put in, okay, would be protected and not risked. So it's like a savings account. There was a one-to-one backing. My money was my money and FTX couldn't use it for anything else, right? That's critical. The other side of FTX, which was separate, was a high-risk trading platform, right, where you can perform complex, risky trades, right, leveraged with debt and so on and so forth. Those terms of service were separate and said, if you're engaging in that kind of behavior, the funds that you place into our exchange are not your funds. They are ours and we can do with it what we want. So that allowed that side of FTX to use a customer's money in order to conduct their own choice of independent business and essentially use that money as backing or collateral for actions that FTX wanted to take, right? But there were totally separate terms of service. And this is the big problem. What that means is that the, 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 the money, the customer money on the safe side was not commingled with the customer money on the risky side. Okay, that's essential. 
Now, what Bankman Freed has now admitted on tape to a guy called Coffeezilla is that that did not exist. Even though, it, even though people thought it did, that separation did, it didn't, right? And he has admitted to co-mingling funds. And he said um, that he's admitted to breaking those terms of service. That's the only important thing to remember, right? Now, because he's admitted it on tape, he has not really got a defence. Um, everything that's blown out, everything is blown out of the water. He has incriminated himself. I've listened to the tapes and I understand enough about the, that basic level, right? Now, that means that everything he said prior is a lie. So he's also kind of incriminated himself for lying earlier by saying, no, 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 it's, this didn't happen. Now he's admitted it did happen. And that's why he's probably, in my opinion, is what's driven him getting picked up, right? Everything else that FTX was doing with Alameda and all these other complex companies are secondary to that admission of fraud, right? Because that that is his him admitting to his low-risk customers that he's defrauded them by breaking his own terms of service. That's the thing to watch here, right? <clears throat> um, and because of that, right, um, I, I do believe that there's an element of the authorities picking him up to shut him down now, to stop him saying anything else more stupid. <clears throat> um, and I think, that's a, I think that's a valid observation that's being made. Um, so the, que the question is, how does he get contained by the legal process, right, um, which you alluded to before? So once he's now in custody and under legal advisement and everything else, uh, his statements will change and now he'll be working on a containment argument that protects himself but also stops leakage so um, the, the, because basically where this is going and what the, what the point of this is is it's to, it's to try to use Bankman Freed's behaviours no matter why he did it or who was behind him and who was supporting him it's going to confuse everyone into believing that the crypto space needs to be regulated in a way that suits only the powers that be. Why? Because the crypto space as it exists at the moment is a direct competitor for the intended government central bank digital currency setup. And in order to um, basically get give the government power back so that so that the electronic dollar and the electronic pound and the electronic <clears throat> euro all take precedence you need to remove all competition in other forms of cryptocurrency so that you don't have a reference point to say well bitcoin is better because bitcoin allows this this and this whereas the euro the electronic dollar doesn't and that's the begin this is the beginning of that of that form of regulation to shut down independent crypto but there's another aspect to crypto which people don't probably don't generally understand from the media reporting. Bitcoin is not like most other crypto, right? And what Bankman Freed has done is not actually a scam based around crypto. It's not an it, they aren't in it, they are not inherent problems with crypto. It's simply that somebody had worked out. If I put this pot of money, fill this pot of money with, if I if I put this kind of money over here, this kind of money over here, and this kind of money over here, how can I run a scam between those three kinds of money? It's not about the money itself per se, right? I know that sounds slightly esoteric, but that is what's going on here. But what the mainstream will use 
is using is it's trying to use Bankman Freed's total behavior as a way to discredit the whole crypto space. And it's not really valid to do that. So although what, what you will see in the reporting is deliberate complexity instead of a search really back down to the most pure, simple form of what he did, which is a combination of Ponzi scheme and basic fraud. And that's that's what Bankman Freed is. Good. Thank you. That was once again, I can count on you to put this into perspective because, you know, this this all this stuff with economics and crypto kind of makes my eyes glaze over. But what really got my attention, obviously, was his contributions to the Democratic Party and the fact that they they took him in a day before he was going to testify. I mean, that was obviously yeah. obviously the the, you know, what really what I find yeah. interesting well, and what I find to be, you know, so obvious that they want him to they didn't want him to talk anymore. Yeah, he's also said something which is interesting too. You know that all these party contributions that he's made, he says that he has publicly donated, like you know, circa a hundred million or something, directly to Democratic com- coffers, and he's done that transparently. That's on record. Mm-hmm. But he's also on tape saying that he made some equivalency of contributions to the Republicans, but he did those as dark contributions that nobody knows how much he gave or how he gave it. Right, he's on tape saying that. Now, so admitting that means that there is now a legal basis to go and find those donations because somewhere, somehow, they will leave a trace. Even if you don't declare them, the dark contribution isn't technically possible. Um, people believe that Bitcoin or crypto is anonymous. It's not. You do blockchain analysis and wallet analysis and you look at which wallets are sending what money where and you run it through the network and you'll eventually find out who who did it. Because <clears throat> one of the things about getting money onto an exchange is you need to use a registered bank account to send the dollars to turn it into crypto and put it into a wallet on a blockchain. Right. blockchain. That path there, that, that connection between a, a regular bank account and the wallet, it tells you who owns the, who owns the, um, the crypto. And then you just trace it through the blockchain transaction. So it's not anonymous. It's it's, it's not anonymous, right? Well, and, uh, and and so, so so basically, what he's claiming is that whatever his bribery of politics, it's even handed. He's he's bribed both sides. Mm. If that's true, what you are looking at is is a form of potential monetary collusion in both sides of the house, right? To to essentially achieve the regulatory objective that I just laid out. So, right. so, so either he's lying, or it's both sides are involved, right? So, who who knows if that'll actually come out? But I, I don't want to go on too much about FTX. I just wanted to explain that there's a very simple issue, and it's fraud and Ponzi. And if you listen to Frank Sam Bankman-Fried's interviews, you will find him revealing that, admitting it, but even before the collapse, which makes it insane. Um, on the your Roth thing, I agree with you, right? In the sense that anyone who, if you look at death stats. Almost no one in the world has been killed by people who issued um, them online death threats. There were almost no cases of this person being murdered because it was this person who, the person who did it issued them death threat. That, that doesn't exist, right? Yol Roth is running a scam where he's basically claiming that he had to leave because he's under threat because he got online death threats, right? Well, that could be a completely false narrative. And anyway, most people don't know where... Um, your Roth lives. No, they so do. Know the how are they going to get? Yeah, the Supreme Court justices that was advertised where they live. Yeah, good point. 
Right. So, so that's just that's just this is just a story to back to to back Yol Roth's kind of fear narrative around mm -hmm. hate speech to try to support his own position from the beginning in Twitter. Now, I spoke to Matt Taibbi yesterday on a show, and and a load of people were were asking him questions about um, about the whole uh, Twitter files thing, and I asked him. I didn't quite get to ask him everything I wanted, but what I asked him was. Are there um, more stories coming out about Assange, about Twitter's child porn stance, about um, uh, a couple of other questions or topics, FTX, for example? And he said, on Assange, yes, there is, but he hasn't got to it yet. So he's been focusing on the censorship issue first, but he's going to Assange next, and that's his biggest um, next story. So there's, there's still more to come. But what, but another thing that happened, which is very telling is that these leftist leaning journalists were doing something very deliberate. They were basically trying to question an, an, an issue ad hominem attacks against Matt Taibbi as an individual. And as also through his motive and through how can, how can it be you who got access to Elon Musk? And, and it, doesn't that undermine your credibility if you're working directly with a corporatist who's got business interests in doing what he's doing to Twitter. And Matt Taibbi said, I don't give a shit about the guy's actual personal politics, because as a journalist, I'm only interested in, 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 in using the access that, that I've been given to look at a specific story about censorship. And if, and if, and if that meets another, a wider agenda, well, that's not really how journalists work. They deal with the story that they're placed, that they're placed in front of them. And as long as I can report facts on that story, that's all I'm interested in doing. So this takedown of Taibbi is, is a deliberate ad hominem deflection from the real stories inside Twitter. So and that will that will increase. But the, the clever thing about what 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 Musk has done is he's used Taibi and Barry Weiss and the other people who Children, are different yeah. flavors of journalists right. to, to even up the ad hominem or reduce the ad hominem attack ability. It doesn't stop them. And what Matt Taibi was personally saying, see, they don't get this. They don't understand this. It doesn't matter his political point of views. It doesn't matter. He's a journalist and he's doing his job. It doesn't matter. They don't understand this. They think, oh, no, you only should do this for someone who you like. You only should do this for someone whose politics you agree with 100% because that's what they do. As Glenn Greenwald aptly said in his tweet yesterday, all they do is called all these journalists do on the left is call the same sources, the same people, and just basically write what those people tell them to write. All these news agencies, they all live in this vacuum, this echo chamber, where they don't do their job as journalists. They say the same thing. Locked. It's like they send a memo between each other to say the same things over and over again. There's no independent thought. There's no real journalism. There's no investigative journalism anymore. And they don't seem to, these people don't seem to get that. They're like shocked. Oh, my God, Matt, you're, you're, you're actually doing this for someone who you might not agree with 100% of the time politically? It's these this is the problem with journalism these days. This is why so much of this stuff is fake news. It's the same stuff regurgitated over and over again by the left. And it all has to do with the narrative they want to push collectively. And it's, yeah, sad. I mean, it's sad what's happened to journalism. It really is. Yeah, but it's, it's all been bought out, right? It's, it's all bought out um, by corporations working with the state in, in a corporatocracy. That's the, that's the standard information fair, right? right. Um, if, you, if you look at um, uh, the grey zone, for example, right, and you look at its output, what it's revealed recently, particularly about British society, is a number of 
deep UK deep state equivalent plots against members of the ruling political elite at the time. So um, Boris Johnson, uh, Pretty Patel, trying to install Pretty Patel, undermining uh, the Brexit efforts and all this sort of stuff, right? But it's also shown that in Ukraine, British, um, the British Special Ops Military, MI6 and so on, are all directly involved in planning all of the attacks, the major strikes um, on Ukraine, uh, on Russian targets, right? If the bridge, uh, the um, probably the um, what you call it, uh, the, the 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 ships and so on yeah. and so forth, and and un- undoubtedly that they were behind, they'll be behind uh, involved in Nord Stream two as well. Now <clears throat> those things are bombshell um, things because they're backed up by emails from the sources, so right. it's not even a question of of making it up, right? It's like mm-hmm. no, it says, and the connections are there, and it's all pretty well laid out, but it's but it doesn't get but it doesn't get anywhere near any mainstream reporting and, and 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 if you look at the guardian which is a completely corrupt uh, shill paper and you just look for the twitter files in guardian there's nothing in it there's no reporting of oh. of anything from the gray zone about this british political stuff and there's nothing about it about the twitter files for example and there's also very little about julian assange because it's been the most anti-julian assange uh, paper since uh, they had a fracas in about 2007, and MI6 went in and, and, and annihilated the uh, Snowden laptops. Right, that's when it got captured, really, or fully captured. So all of this stuff is just is just the standard corruption of 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 information, um, and you know it's it's that it's that straightforward, really. But I would I would argue this, and I'll I'll, I'll finish on this. Our obsession on, on the obsession of labeling things left and right is is i I think actually doesn't get you very far because what you have to look at is bills that pass through the house and who votes for them and you will simply find i'm pretty certain that when bills go through that you think are shit and sponsored by the left for various political machinations if they're both if they're passed with enough votes from both sides of the aisle what is that that is a uniparty it is not left versus right you're engaged in political theatre if you're obsessed with the difference between left and right, right? Because really what you're looking at is where does legislation originate and how, and then who passes it? And if those two questions point to both sides of the house, you're fucked. You're in a uniparty. So stop yeah. talking about left and right as if exactly. there's a real delineation. Yes, good point. That, it, Gator, thanks for the call. Thanks, I appreciate it. No as always. Okay, now... Um, we're going to start to wrap the show up. Let's go through what we can do through a lightning round. So make it quick. Okay. Make it quick. If you can quick points, lightning round. Cause I want to like start to wrap the show up, but let's go to Jenny first. Wait, Oh, you got, who we got Jenny. All right, Jenny, uh, Jenny, how's it going tonight? Thanks, Mike. Sure. Can you hear me? Yeah, you're on. Good. I did chuckle when you said you wanted to start wrapping things up and then brought Gator on because he, he can talk a mile a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I love Gator, though. He r- really brings oh, a I very intelligent solution. He's, he's fun to listen to. Yeah, yeah absolutely. No, absolutely. No assault to you, Iggy. I love you. Um, I put a couple of links in the chat. I just did my wrap-up video of the day and published it just now. And... Um, some really funny memes on there about Elon. And my favorite one was him spanking Dr. Fauci. 
So I made that the header for the show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, the the journalist class on Twitter, who have been the debunkers of Q, are going bananas right now because Elon tweeted out a little white rabbit and said, "Follow the white rabbit," and that's that's a QAnon trope. I don't know if you knew that. Well, I don't know about that. I wanted to talk about this a little bit because he so Elon tweets follow and his little bunny right, yeah. and it, it seemed to trigger a lot of people. Oh yeah, it triggered the left like crazy, and and uh, and then Elon just wrote that people have a problem with bunnies. What's wrong with bunnies? <laughs> and I thought, my God, bunnies! People have a He's I so funny. now bun, bunnies are now triggering the left. I hope they haven't seen Donnie Darko. Yeah. Well, you, you know, it's it's a big line from the Matrix, the first movie. Yeah, follow, follow the white rabbit, but it became a, a Q trope because um, adrenochrome. When you look at it chemically, yeah, if you flip it on its side, it looks like a, a little bunny, and right. so that was kind of a Q thing. And then there's other who others who believe that there are snuff films out there that are on some channel that's referred to as the white rabbit, and these snuff films involve the torture and murder of little children so this has been something the q community has talked about now for four years and so to have elon just tweet that out for me the fun has been watching all the journalists you know brandy sadrosny just wrote a big nbc article talking about how elon is just inviting q back and i'm like brandy we never left we just went quiet you know right and then uh Mike Rothschild, who wrote a, who's written a book on Q, he's going crazy. And then Will Summer has a book coming out on Q in, in January. I kind of feel bad for him. He's being derailed. But yeah, this yeah. is the group you, you guys were just talking about. These are these young, clueless journalists who think they know everything. They call themselves disinformation experts and written all their books and their articles. And they really, they really don't know Jack. No, they don't. They absolutely don't. They don't. And and like I said, I'm I'm really I'm really scared about what's going to happen with the with the with journalism. I, I, of course, I'm scared what's happening with it now. But in the future, because of people who are going into college now for journalism, right, to be journalists, are, are they going to follow this blueprint of basically just pushing their own political narratives of being so naive to everything of not doing any real investigative work themselves, investigative learning about things before they write about them, you know. Uh, I, I think I think we're going in a really bad direction where we're going to start having to get our I think who who's who says that you have to. Oh, Jimmy Dore says it all the time. Right. Look, look at the world we live in. You got to get your news from a stupid comedian like me, you know, and right. he, in a way he's right. Yes. I mean, he's only half joking, really, because that's what's coming down to. I mean, you got to go to Jimmy Dore to get your real news. And, and Greg Gutfeld, I mean, they're basically two comedy backgrounds. These guys with comedy backgrounds. You know, and everything else is just total, like Glenn Greenwald said, recycled drivel that that exists in an echo chamber where they all say the exact same things and write the exact same stories. Well, this Brandy Zadrosny is an NBC reporter who's kind of acknowledged as the, the top Q expert. And she tweeted out last year that, you know, how could we have not noticed this thing happening for two years? We were just blindsided. And for those of us who started following the Q drops early on, I saw that tweet and I busted out laughing. I was like, that was the whole point of it, Brandy, was so that Trump and his team and these others who were organizing 
could talk directly to the people. It was a communication tool to just bypass the media and the journalist class who do not have our best interests as Americans at heart when they do their work. And right. so it was joyful to participate in the drops back in the day. I first discovered them in 2018. And so I followed them live in real time every day. And to watch it now with one of them, I think it was Mike Rothschild. I put a link to his tweet. He said, I'm just waiting for Elon to, to send out where we go, one we go all, which is one of the biggest Q hashtags. It's a Q hashtag. Know? Yeah, I've heard that one. Yeah, yeah exactly. it's like, you know, but, I, look, I'm, a lot of what Elon Musk does is he's his own. He's a great troll. In he's a, a troll. He's yeah, he just he's, he like he likes triggering these snowflakes. He likes triggering yeah. people. And it's so easy for him to do. I mean, he could put out one tweet and, you know. Uh, it's 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 amazing. He'll get you know so many people who would just totally go apeshit over just well, the, the, the the tweet, the opinion of one person, one guy. Just so. just know that there's one mama out in Colorado who's <laughs> laughing her head off at all of them. So yeah, I'm, right. I'm thoroughly are. enjoying the trolling that Elon's <laughs> engaging in. That was what my movie was about tonight. So me too. Thanks thanks so much, Mike, for being yeah. on top of it. Of course, of course. Thanks for thanks for calling. I appreciate it. Thanks, Jenny. Okay, so now, okay, quick guys, because you've both been on before today, so I, and I really have to wrap this. Show. I keep on saying that. We're gonna, but okay, so we're gonna go to we're gonna go to Marco and then Tony. All right, Marco. Marco, you're on. Hey, thanks again, Mike. Um, sure. You said it was lightning rounds. Um, do you have a question? No, I mean, I mean lightning fast, fast comments. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've got a lot of comments. I mean, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> well, pick one that you really, because you, you've been writing like crazy. You've been writing like a novel on here. So Yeah. Oops. So if I had one comment, it would be, don't believe one wing of the empire is better than the other. They're both evil. The left wing and the right wing are the same predatory bird. Oh, okay. So wings are bad. The both wings are wings of evil birds. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Don't you think the U.S. government is evil? On we've all gone. Sides? We're not going. We we just did this like 20 minutes at the beginning of the show. <laughs> but I I know how you feel, and I I I can um, I want to appreciate and acknowledge how you feel. Is that is that is that is that too, is that too wishy washy? Is that too milk toast? I mean, it's it's nice. Thank you for that, but I mean, like, like let's talk. Like, 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 why do you tell me to vote for Republicans when we shouldn't vote for Republicans or Democrats? Daniel like, just wrote, "We are all evil and good." This is getting very this is getting very philosophical. Late? No, 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 no. The Democrats and the Republicans are both evil. They're not good. There's no good. Okay. Marco, thanks for calling today. I appreciate it. You gave the show some spice today. You were the spicy call. I'm, I'm labeling you the spicy call of the, of the night. Okay, well, cool. Thanks, Mike. Um, sure. I'll sure. call back again if you want to hear from me again. Absolutely, of course. Okay, will do. Marco. Okay, Marco. All right. All right, so Tony. Tony, you're on and let's be heard. What's up, Tony? All right, I'll make this real quick. Mike, you you previously worked for the John Kerry campaign, right? I didn't work. I, I, volunteered. I, vol I volunteered. Yeah, I volunteered. All right. Yeah. I was I was wondering since you, I mean, since you've been more directly connected to like, you know, like the political parties and stuff like that. 
I was wondering in a future episode if you could do a deep dive in what you saw back then for the for how the party's controlling and putting their big hand on like everything compared to what it was when when you were you know volunteering and getting involved back then. You mean you mean comparing now to then? Yeah, like if you saw signs of it or if if things just worked differently or if you like what what's your analysis of of just like going through it of how things work back then compared to now and what you really see as, you know, yeah. I think, I think I'll do this obviously more in depth than like you say in a later show, but I think in general, I would, yeah, I would love to hear your, your analysis of it. I think it's a combination though, of not only them changing, but me changing. We both changed. It's not just people say it all the time, right? I didn't, I didn't leave the party. The party left me. Well, that's kind of disingenuous. It takes two to tango. You know what I'm saying? So I think, I think there are things that changed about them and there are things that changed about me. And as I've mentioned many, many times on this show, one of the big things that changed about me was what happened over the last three years of COVID and, and what, what and what people like John Kerry, what people like John Kerry said and did not say, you know, so that, that's, 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 that's a big part of it. But but even before that, you know, even before that, I, I soured on Kerry when I started following Bernie Sanders. I, I I soured on John Kerry. You know, look, John Kerry, and I think I think Marco brought this up about the right people. The right people don't run for office, right? The best people don't run for office, and I think that's true. And I think with someone like John Kerry, that was very true. It's like people like you and me don't run for president, or if we did, we'd have no chance of winning. We wouldn't make it anywhere. It's people like John Kerry who run for president and have a chance to win. And Kerry at that time ran against George Bush. And Kerry was running against the Iraq war. And George Bush was obviously one of the, the architect of the Iraq, him and Cheney and, and the neocons behind them, the architects of the Iraq war. So at that point, a big issue, just like the last three years, COVID's been a big issue for me. At that point in my life, the Iraq war was a big issue. I was one million percent against the Iraq war. So you got Bush, you got the you got the the architect of the Iraq War running against Kerry, a guy who was like a war veteran, unlike W, um, who got out of it, and a, a war veteran running, talking about how we got to get out of Iraq, how it was a wrong thing to do. So that was a big reason why I supported John Kerry. You see, it's it's, it's sometimes, sometimes it's a major issue that you think is really important, and you have two choices: the architect of the Iraq War. Or the guy talking about getting out of Iraq. So you make your decision, right? Yeah, and now the party switched because the Democrats are the neocons. <laughs> they're all neocons. I mean, they're all. They're yeah, all, yeah. They're all. But, that, that I have to agree with Marco. They're all too uh, much. Even, even Bernie let sent the money, right? Yeah. Bernie sent the money. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it's, they're all. They're all they're all part of the military. The military industrial complex is all encompassing Republican, Democrat, left, right. All encompassing. Yeah, I mean, you were right on. There needs to be a a term limit, and there's got to be campaign financial regulations mm-hmm. that have to be put in place. Right. Exactly. So it's you know, so, so that way people can't have their pockets in the you know, yes, in our Congress people. Absolutely, Tony. Thanks for we have. But anyway, thank you for the call, Tony. Yeah, take care, Mike. I just you wanted too. to hear hear your analysis. You too. You thank too. You. Okay. Okay, okay, we have time for one more call. Quick call. William, if you can be quick. If you can be quick, William. Can you be quick, William? I think you can. I'll be quick. Oh, boy, that's a loaded question. I'll try to be quick. 
Well, here's what it is. What, what, follow the money, baby. In any crime, follow the money. That's all I got to say. Where are these congressmen and women invested? It? Where, where are their assets, their portfolio, and how have they changed since they got in office? And there you have it. Yeah, they got rich in office, right? They all, many of them get rich in office. And it's amazing how, how people in this country can't understand how that fundamentally is wrong, right? I mean, mm. it, 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 it's called public service. Yeah. It used to be called anyway, right? You're a public servant. You're an elected official. You're, you're, serv- you're a servant of the public. Why are you making $80 million a year <laughs> being a servant? Why are you making 130 times more than the average person you're serving? People just can't seem to understand. They can't seem to digest mm-hmm. how they can't seem to judge how wrong that is because so many people in this country have this subservient attitude. You see, Bill, that's where it is. It's a submissive, subservient attitude that mm-hmm. these people deserve to make this money. These people mm-hmm. earn that money. These people are the ones who should tell us how to run our lives. It's 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 a really submissive. It's it's a genuinely psychologically submissive attitude. It's flipped on its head. It's supposed to be the exact opposite. It should be the exact it's opposite. Of buying for the people. Not that's what that's what that's what the that's what the writers. This is what I was thinking about today. I was I was walking to the gym and I just think about things. I'm thinking the Constitution was written for that reason. I mean, the whole mm-hmm. idea was they knew the founding fathers knew mm-hmm. they had to make things like the First Amendment and Second Amendment, and those were absolute. The government right. will not infringe on your free speech. The government will not infringe on a free media. The government will not infringe on your right to bear arms. They knew they had to write that, not because it was happening at the time, but because they knew in the future there would be people in the government who would try to take these things away. They knew that. They had the foresight to see this. That's why the Constitution was written. And these are real, absolute things. Okay? The government cannot infringe on our free speech, our free press, our right to bear arms and protect ourselves. It really comes down to that. And if you don't believe that, which many people on the left have proven they don't, they don't believe in the Constitution. They want to write their own Constitution, which says, basically, their way goes. Amazing, isn't it? I mean, yeah. 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 It is. And wasn't it, it, one last thought I have, was it Jefferson? And I'm going to paraphrase this. It may have been Jefferson when he was, he said, I've given you a, a democracy, something like for as long as you can keep it or something of that nature. I have to look back. I, yeah. I remember. I mean, it was the past. Yeah. It was the. It was actually the British authoritarianism, right? The British control that, that they were writing this free. Once again, they were they were breaking free of that, and the Constitution was part of that. But right. I believe they also had the foresight to know that there would be people in the future, because authoritarians often go into government. These people go into politics. Mm-hmm. People who crave control, and they wanted to make sure the people, like you said, it should be the reverse of what it is. We, the people, have control over them. They don't control us. Yeah. And that, that's been totally lost. That's been totally lost on this society. Agreed. Yeah. Okay, William. I know you had a long show. I'm, yeah, William, I'm... thanks. I appreciate it. Thank, always. Thank you. Always appreciate your call. Okay. All right, great spirited show. We had, who were the callers? I want to th- start thanking callers. Daniel, Gator, Jenny, Tony, Bill, Marco. And if you were just listening and not calling, commenting, thanks for that also. Maybe you'll call in the future. Okay, the name of the show is Unless Be Heard. It airs Monday night through Friday night, 11 p.m. Pacific, 2 a.m. Eastern, 7 a.m. If you're out there in London, like Gator. Um, And so I will see you guys tomorrow night, 11 p.m. Pacific, 2 a.m. Sharp. 